Hello again and welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon and Stuff and this is my husband, E. Hello. And this is technically day four-ish. Please be advised, we do live in Florida and we are facing down a pretty nasty hurricane. So in the light of that, we are doing a little bit of advanced recording for the sake of the podcast. Uh, with that said, on day four, we are going to be reviewing uh, Savannah 88. This is a unique bourbon from uh, the Savannah Bourbon Company. The 88 represents both its proof and the allegedly eight grains that go into the product. I didn't really put that together, but yeah, it's apparently an eight grain mash bill, but all they really disclose is that it is made out of soft red winter wheat, a fancy rye, and corn. Silver queen corn, to be exact, which apparently is a coveted corn for uh, southern bourbon makers. So they say. Yes. But other than that, they do not disclose anything. So I suppose with that said, we're going to get right into the nose and we'll get back to you in just a moment on what this is. Okay. So what do you get, E? Pecans. <laughs> Stupidly enough, because it's Georgia, it seems ridiculous, but I'm getting pecans and black tea are the two main scents that I'm getting out yes, of Yes, I absolutely agree. And that could just be some sort of crazy psychosomatic thing. But the irony of this is that, yes, I do smell toasted pecans. And that is what catches my nose right out the gate. It is toasted pecan and it is a deep, dark, rich honey. Yeah, I, that's what the sweetness is. Yes. Yes. And I definitely get your kind of herbaceous black tea as well. Like if you took a, an unused Lipton iced tea bag and just stuck it right to your nose. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's there's no uh, there's no harshness to this. No astringency. For, yeah, for an 88 proof, it... It doesn't smell anything more than an 88 proof because there's definitely some some very bitey ones out there where you open up the bottle and it just it hits you in the face and you feel like you've gone blind for a moment. No, this is um, there's really not much to it. I dare say, at least on the nose, it seems like something that pretty much your beginner level bourbon drinker could start off drinking straight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's give it a taste. Yes. Okay, that kind of black pepperiness, it, it, it definitely hits me in the back of the throat now. I get a bit of oak and the, the black tea still follows through on the taste. Yes, yes. Um, As does the honey. The honey, <laughs> yeah. This, the, the honey that is prevalent on the nose is even more so on the tongue and definitely a tiny bit abrasive in the finish. It's like if you had a cold in the southern states. So instead of having hot tea, you had, you know, iced tea, but you still had the honey in there. <laughs> That's pretty much like what this is, but as bourbon. Yeah, it's very, very strange. It's it's definitely not bad. And all of that kind of roasty nuttiness is is gone in the it palate. I, I don't get any type of baking spices there's maybe a little bit of vanilla but definitely that that 
really kind of earthy black pepper at the back of the throat, the honey that coats your mouth and coats your tongue, and that herbaceous tea that that gets, you know, all up in your nose yeah. and and it's it's there. It's definitely there. I think that the flavors of this probably would not stand up too well in like a mixed drink. No, 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 absolutely not. It's it is definitely a blessing and a curse with this bourbon because it is such a friendly, friendly bourbon. Yeah, it's nice. Out of Georgia, nonetheless, which I definitely did not expect that, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and it's just, it's it's simple. The flavors are all very muted and friendly and relaxed and they're there and you can tell that they're there. But I think if you added absolutely anything to this, the bourbon would just absolutely get lost. It would. It really would get lost. But hey, if someone's trying to wean themselves off of mixers, mm -hmm. this is a beautiful transition point for them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so the the cost of this bourbon is $29.99. And a very unfortunate fact about this is that it can only be purchased currently in and around Georgia. And I don't mean outside of Georgia. I mean outside of its its distillery district. It is a Georgia exclusive. And we are very lucky in that we only live a hop, skip, and a jump from Georgia. Yes. So we can get this whenever we want. It is very inexpensive. So this is one of those bourbons that you could keep on your shelf at home. And if you have friends that come over who aren't necessarily bourbon drinkers, but they're like, hey, give me a bourbon, you can give them this and they'd be really happy about it. And you wouldn't be breaking the bank or having to pop the cork on any of your more expensive or coveted bottles. And at 88 proof, it wouldn't be too difficult for them to enjoy. Yeah, no, absolutely not. This is a fairly simple bourbon, so I don't think we really have too terribly much to say about it. Well, here's the question for you. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think would be a good readily available bourbon that would be equivalent to this that your average person can find at their local shop pretty much anywhere in the U.S.? So, I absolutely believe that something that is comparable in price, a little bit cheaper, but can be purchased everywhere is the Evan Williams single barrel. Yeah, no, that absolutely, it falls into a lot of the same points for flavor. Um, and it's pretty close in proof. It is. It's uh, this is like just over 86. So like that, that definitely would be a very good comparable. It has the same, the same nose to it and some of the same, some of the same palette notes to it. It's a little bit spicier. Some of the similar flavor profile. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little bit, a little bit spicier than the Savannah. But I think that if you're outside of Georgia and you can't get this, that Evan Williams uh, single barrel would be a, a lovely substitute for it. Um, and I will turn the tables on you. Yes. So how would you rate this? Is this a bottle that you would keep on the shelf at home? Is this a bottle that you would finish and not replace? Or is this a bottle that you would buy more of while you're out? This is one that I would finish, but I would not replace. Okay, I respect that. I think that I agree with that. I'm not saying that it's a bad bourbon. It's this really is, not. This is just one of those ones where I saw it on the shelf when we were bourbon hunting in Georgia, and I thought, I have to have this because it's made in Georgia. And that fascinated me. But 
It's a $30 basic bourbon. There are so many better and more palatable and enjoyable $30 or sub $30 options out there. Yeah, between things like Elijah Craig, um, Evan Williams, Bottled and Bond, uh, and Jim Beam Distiller's Cut, to name a few, mm -hmm. that are pretty much sub 20 for the most part. Comparing those to this at 30, it's a tough call to say the least. But if you're wanting something that's a little bit more unique, and at the very least from its origins, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Savannah 88. Yeah. Um, so I will say that if you do find yourself in Georgia and you see this on the shelf, uh, it, it is available at pretty much all the stores, definitely available at Total Wine. Do yourself a favor and grab it. And if you are listening to this and you find yourself wanting to try this, I am not opposed to sending out samples. So just send me a voicemail or be sure to follow me on Instagram at username bourbon underscore and underscore stuff and send me a DM there. We can talk about that. Just know that if you choose to support the channel for the month of September, all donations will be going to our charities of choice for the sake of the 30 days of bourbon, and your money will go to a very good cause. And remember, bourbon is meant to be shared. <laughs>